today on the breakdown. I don't know what's going to happen in this hand. I'll tell you the truth. Uh, Grant saw this hand. As it was a listener suggested, of course, by the greatest of all time, Ben Page. And uh, all I know are a few things. I know who the players are, and they are Lexi Gavin and Kim Lim. I know the stakes. It's a 25-25 cash game with a $50 straddle. And I know one more thing. There are, and I'm going to put quotes around this, air quotes, cool moves that happen in this hand. Cool moves like, say, a Fred Astaire, a John Travolta, a breakdancer from the mid-'80s, Jennifer Lawrence on a talk show, stuff like that. We're going to get into all of it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Why did you pause between my first and last name that time? You've never done that before. I was thinking if I was going to nickname it up for you oh, there. And Grant, I decided, Grant the shithead Dennison. <laughs> Grant diggity diggity Denny. That's pretty good. But I decided not to. So there are cool moves. Uh, we're going to get into whether or not they're good. And I genuinely, from my cursory examination of this hand, don't know what my opinion is yet. Good. Which is pretty cool. Um, it was suggested by Ben Page, so you know it's actually pretty cool. The goat. Yeah. The, the true goat. Greatest of all time, Ben Page. People throw that around a lot. Yeah. Oh, goat. Uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Tiger no, Woods. No, but Ben Page. Roger Federer. Ben Page. Ben Page. Ben Page. Australian. Twitter. Suggester. <laughs> he, of course, suggested this hand on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter. He included a YouTube link and a timestamp. It's not Ben's fault that Poker Night in America, for some reason, doesn't give us stack sizes in 2019. It's a little bit of get, Ben's fault. Get your shit together, Poker Night in America. He still suggested it. It's a little bit on That's him. That's true, but he weighed the pros and cons yeah. and ultimately made the right decision, in my opinion. Well, you picked... I mean, I don't know what happens, but you decided this was good enough, so I'm assuming it is. Um, I will say this. I wonder if Ben Page and the listeners in general are wistful for a, a more innocent time of Poker Guys podcast before we asked, where does this person rank in the Pantheon? And instead, we just made fun of people's names and said, Ben Page sounds like a reporter and then would do the Jane Jonah Jameson to the Ben Page reporter type bits. I wonder if they missed that stuff. Do you I, think Ben Page is like, why? Why do I have to be the greatest? Why can't I be treated like everybody else? I mean, heavy lies the crown. We, yeah. know, we know this. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, Ben, it's not really something that you can control, I, th- I guess, you know? I mean, I guess not. He, even if he tries, maybe in his sleep, he's just like, his fingers are reaching for his phone. He's suggesting hands. I will say Ben Page sometimes suggests stuff from some pretty obscure. esoteric, yeah, obscure poker videos. So he's, he's probably, watching a lot of poker He's videos. probably the all-time leader in 5-5 five, five hands that have been suggested to <laughs> us, you know? Like, yeah, he watches a lot of poker. Yeah. But anyway, we love it. We're happy about yeah, it. Yeah, we love it for sure. And uh, all right, so these these are two relatively unknown players, uh, Kim Lim and Lexi Gavin, or Alexis Gavin. Lexi Gavin does have 340K Hendon, uh, which is respectable, but it looks like she plays all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, during the World Series, she's clearly playing like every event. Kim Lim, I don't know if it's actually her on Hendon. But there's only one with her spelling, and it's 2200, so I guess she's just a cash game player. And this is yes. a cash game. Feels like it has to be. Uh, there are other players in this hand, but they're not going to matter. Jamie Kerstetter, Danielle Moon Anderson. I mean, they are at the table, but neither of them play the hand. Well, I mean, do they get dealt into the hand? So technically, they played the hand, Grant. Grant, if there was a bad beat jackpot, they would be eligible. Hence, they played the hand. Are you trying to be unlikable? I don't know. I'm not really trying to do anything. I'm just living. That's not good. You know, I was reading. Uh, I, <laughs> I was think re- they're correct. The better, it's better if you can say yes to that. I was reading in that some moment. <laughs> I was reading some of our podcast reviews. Oh, yeah? Because, you know, why not? 
And uh, it was interesting for lots of reasons. But one of the reasons is because uh, there were some people really complaining. A lot of people like what we do, obviously. But there were a few complaints about sort of the way we do things. Yeah, yeah, about how we're, we, you know, don't always just talk about strategy. Yeah. So I just thought I'd read one of those since it's like, uh, here's Oh, yeah, one. give us a bad review, yeah, I'm gonna and, read we'll, a bad review. and we'll read it on the air. That's, yeah, that's great that. incentivizing. Well, well done. Welcome, new listeners. Uh, so this one's from SDOG39. It's forced is the title. <laughs> nice. And here's, it's only a paragraph. Seems like the beginning part, which is what we're in right now, of the podcast always seems to rub me the wrong way with it being too much banter and not enough in-depth analysis on poker. So far, so good. I mean, he's accurate. <laughs> it's like they're forcing us to get personal with the someone, with a someone, and you got to work on the grammar, my friend, with, oh, with someone on. that we just want to be acquaintances with. Ouch. Yeah. Please stick to the analysis and let the experts do the talking. That's weird because we're the only two people in there. Yeah. I, I, what does that mean? The experts do the talking. So, in which podcasts are you talking? What are we? I've There's lost no the other thread. People. Yeah, I've lost the thread. That said, it's pretty clear what the what the criticism yeah. is. It's this part right here that we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah. And to be honest, <laughs> in response to that review, fair, fair enough. Yes. But the actual forced part is the analysis. This is the natural part <laughs> and easy part for us. We can talk shit all day. This is if if we had our druthers, this would be an hour and a half podcast of us just talking about whatever the fuck we want. To talk about. All right, here's one more. We gotta read review. all the bad reviews. One more quick negative review. Same same thing. I just like reading them. We never read any reviews. By the way, we'd love more reviews. Yeah, stop. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm reading this. And read five star called, reviews. Incentivize five star. Eh, they're fine. It's called analysis is good. The rest is bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. It's from Kodowalski Pompolus. Okay, I said that wrong. These guys love to hear themselves talk. Sure. Story checks out. Only children. Episodes are way longer, way is capitalized, way longer than they need to be because both these dorks fancy themselves comedians. Story checks out. You certainly fancy yourself a comedian. Stick to the poker dash strategy analysis, fellas. All right. At least he's calling us fellas. I like yeah. that. That's kind of cool. Anyway, like... So there's a... But that said, there's, there's, those are two bad reviews, a mixed... A, a mixed... <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of really, you know, strong five star reviews. Have, people are saying like they really enjoy it. They think we're we funny. We mostly blah, blah, have blah. five star reviews. And speaking of that, we would like some more. Yeah, we would like uh, more. And we haven't asked for reviews for a while, but it really does help us in yeah. the end. So it'd be great if you guys could give us a five star review, and you can write something if you want. If not, that's fine. Writing something is better than not. But if you just you know feel compelled, if you enjoy the podcast, if you yeah. learn from it at all. We'll take a five-star review. Here's the hierarchy of things you can do to support the poker guys that take from very little effort to, to more and more effort, okay? I'd say least effort is sign up for an account on Nitrogen using our link in the description of this yeah. podcast. That's super easy. takes almost no time at all. It does help us a little bit. Um, next thing would be to write a, a, re- a review on uh, iTunes of any sort. A positive Whatever you think. No, oh, positive review. Okay, positive. Fine. I mean, that's absolutely, uh, absolutely untrue, though, that it would help us to oh, write wait, one star. That that's okay, that's bad. Yeah, oh, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> fine. But, um, but, you know, whatever. But we do want you to be honest and, and give us a fair rating, whatever you think is fair. Um, no, give us five stars. Hopefully you love us, though. Um, I'm not one to, to beg like you are. That's the difference between us. So this I'm not number, begging. This is understanding the system. Number three, This is a world where four stars means bad. Yeah. Um, the third thing they could do, like now we're getting into some more hardcore stuff. And this is past support now. This is like help for yourself and stuff if you want it. But we still do have available our um, all the old episodes of the podcast if you're interested in them. Uh, we're only selling them sort of directly to people now. We used to have them up on a website, but it was just too much of an annoying to deal with. So if you're interested, you can email us, you can um, tweet at us, and we will tell you how to get them, and we can email you all the podcasts. We've done that with a few people. It's $100 for like 130 hours worth of podcasts. Um, they are wonderful, of course. That's all I have to say about that. And then 
I guess the, the most you can do, the very most, besides like giving us free stuff, which some people actually do. Yeah. Like, you know, put us up in a resort for free. Or that was we nice. will absolutely accept your free stuff. You want to buy us food. You want to put us up All somewhere. Right. How long is this going? Oh, sorry. Let's go. Uh, for, oh, I was going to say, we also offer coaching. Yeah. So if you're interested in getting coaching from Poker Guys, that's available to you. You can just write to us and we'll tell you about it. That is all. All let's right. get into the hand. So hey, it's been about seven minutes let's of stop, let's useless stop, banter. Let's stop enraging the one-star reviewers <laughs> and get to the hand already. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is this is a like a ladies-only cash game that they're doing. It's women only. I think, I think they call it ladies only because it's poker and we're like 15 years behind yeah, everything else. That's possible. Um, so it's a 25-25 game. Like they've either agreed to a $50 straddle or this person is just putting it on. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and since it's 25-25, they pr- it's probably 25-25-50, right? No, because right. it says straddle on the screen. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird. All right. So we're going to start with Kim Lim, the one without any Hendon, really. Yes. Um, $2,200. But she is playing in this relatively big cash game, she so she might, be... she might have a big, big time cash chops. Who knows? Or she might just be a whale. Yeah, who knows? So there's going to be some whales in this you, game. You've got to have whales in a game. Right. She's going to raise to 175 in the cutoff with King, Queen of Spades. Uh, we don't know what her stack is because Poker Night in America is... Also 15 years behind. Okay. Uh, in, in their own ways. Uh, then we have a person of the last name Daniels, who's not going to matter. Calls in the small blind with Ace of Spades, Nine of Clubs. We know how much I hate that play. Ace of Spades, Nine of Clubs. Jeez. Yeah, it's just three better. Not a pro. Probably not. Pretty clearly not a pro. We get to Lexi Gavin in the big blind, who's our other important player. She, I know what her stack is, which is the effective stack between her and Lim. It's $14,500. Okay. Uh, and she calls with 10, Eight of Clubs. Sure. In the big blind. The straddler, whose last name is Oliberg, calls with 10-7 off. Also, not going to matter. What's the suit for Kim? What, what's Kim Lim's hand again? Uh, King, Queen of Spades. Okay. And King, Lexi- Queen of Spades, 10-8 of clubs. Those, those, are, the important those are the important hands. hands. Okay. Yeah. Everyone else is a garbage person. Yeah. The pot is now $700. Yep. And the flop is Jack of Diamonds, Queen of Diamonds, Jack of Clubs. Okay. So we have a gut shot for uh, Lexi Gavin, and Kim Lim has the overs and the open-ender. No, she has no. top pair. pair. Top pair, I'm sorry. Top pair with a king kicker. Got it. The ace nine checks. Yes. Gavin checks. Yes. Oliberg checks. If you're a limb, are you betting your hand? Queen jack, jack, two diamonds. You have king, queen of spades. I think so. Okay. Why are you betting? I'm betting because there's a million draws out there. The board, the board is wet. Yeah. Um, it connects with a lot, especially the small blind calling hand, but even the big blind. They're going to have like, they're just going to have enough things that I don't want to just give them free cards when we're forehanded. I want to bet. Um, obviously, getting raised sucks. And we're just not going to fold to a raise. This is way too high up in our distribution to fold. We have to fold later. Right. Um, hopefully, hopefully there's not going to be a whole lot of like, I raise and I triple barrel you, you know, with nothing. You know, obviously that, that may happen because I know there's cool moves in this hand. But um, I think this is a bet most of the time. Like if we're not betting a queen, then what are we betting on this board? Are we just checking this board all the time with all our misses? Too? I mean, it's you, you can say that incredulously, yeah. but you could also think, okay, so raising in the cutoff. There's a fair amount of jacks you can have as, as Kim Lim here. You can uh-huh. have like jack eight suited, maybe even jack seven suited. I don't know how wide she is. Sure. Uh, and then you can bet all of your draws. And that ends up being pretty balanced in no the end, way. I think. You're going to yeah. have way too many bluffs. I don't know. I mean, like. And when you say all your draws, I assume we mean like ace 10 we're going to bet, right? Mm, maybe not ace 10. I mean, oh. I mean, all your draws that are a little better than that. Like, so like nine, 10, and king 10 and diamonds? Yeah. What about when you have like, oh, and you're saying like if you have five, six of clubs, you just give up. I mean, when there's three callers, usually. Yeah, that's not crazy. This is a board that hits somebody most of the time. I think, I think it's okay to bet, but um, I don't think a check is horrible. No, I, I agree. I, what I'm saying is 
you're you're kind of putting yeah. this in the bet category. I think you can go either way. Okay. I mean, betting is a bit higher variance because, like you said, if you bet because there are so many draws, you must call a raise. Absolutely. And it immediately becomes a high variance proposition. I mean, hopefully we know who our opponents are and we have plans for different plans for different people if they're going to put a lot of chips in the pot. You know, like like if there's someone who is pretty tight, we're going to be like, well, I'm going to call a raise, but then not keep calling. And then there's someone else who's like going to have a lot more draws there. And we're like, well, if the board runs out clean, I'm just calling this person down. And that's that. And, you know, like... That's what we should be doing. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Kim Lim is. I almost called her Lim Kim, but I held back at the last second and, and did it right. Well, Feels good. It's tough. I understand. So she's she chooses to bet. Okay, which I have no fault. I, I don't fault it. Yeah, but I think checking is also an okay option. I think checking is okay. There's the only. I mean, there are a lot of rough cards on the turn, but not not a crazy. I mean, amount. but. If the card is super rough on the turn, usually that hand wouldn't have gone away anyway. Uh, you know, we might fold out some hands that we could, like, um, if an ace comes on the turn, that's yeah. a rough card, which we absolutely could have folded that's, out. Yeah, okay, the ace nine would have gotten there. Sure. Um, I mean, also, we can sometimes fold out ace ten, so that means kings and aces, which would take the, oh, no, kings, a, a king is not taking the lead against us. Excuse yes, me. it is. It's queen, jack, jack. Queen, jack, jack. Yeah, king. Oh, yeah, you're right. So a yeah. king or an ace takes the lead against us there. My bad. Um, so that's a problem, too, which we, which we might fold out if we size this reasonably. Stuff like that. Now, they may, that may call also. It may, it may but raise. But it's not so bad to charge that. Anyway. It may raise. Yeah. But yeah. if we know this is the kind of person who's going to raise anything like that, we shouldn't be folding when we, if we're going to oh. bet. If we well, you say bet. the kind of person, but we are against three opponents. Right. Well, we have different plans for different yeah. players. Right. right. Well, anyway, Limbet's 375 into 700. Okay. Sure. Daniels small, folds fine. her ace nine in the small blind and ends, ends that experiment. <laughs> uh, Gavin does something I like a lot. She raises yeah. with ten eight of clubs. I feel like ten eight of clubs is kind of a, a great like weak side bluffing hand to have with some equity. You know, with, is there a club on there? The board? Is a jack of clubs, Good. so that makes it even better. Yeah. So she has the bad gut shot with the backdoor club draw, and she can rep a jack. Yep, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. What size would you make it if you were Gavin and you were going to raise? Keep in mind, you're the effective stack between you and the better. You start with 14,500. Okay. So you bet 375 and a 700. I'm going to say something like $1,400. Yeah. This is where I don't like what Gavin does as she much. Too small? Yeah, 1K. She goes 1K oh, over that's a 375. Really too small, especially on this what a board. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like a mistake. It does. It does. I like the idea. Yeah. But I don't like the execution. Would you? How much would you have made it? 1400 was oh. exactly what I was going to say. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so Oliberg folds her 10-7, and Lim is in the spot where we knew it was going to happen sometimes, and especially yeah. when, when Gavin makes it this small, you're, you really can't fold. There's, I mean, there's no folding to some... I mean, Gavin's the one that has the, a bit of a tournament resume, plays in all these tournaments. doesn't mean that she's got all these moves necessarily, but, no. but it means she's capable of it at least, right? Um, I don't know. It feels like a really straightforward call right now and reevaluate the turn in. And, and, you know, we're going to fold. We're going to make some bad folds or some incorrect folds, I should say, if we could see the cards, like where a diamond's going to come and we're going to fold. Yeah. But, okay, that's one of the good things about Gavin's hand, right? And then she also has the backdoor clubs. So sometimes if, like, a club comes on the turn, she can be sitting there like a nine I win with, a club I win with, and probably a diamond I win with, right? Yeah. Or maybe sometimes you just blow her off the hand, too. Right. So limb calls, of course. Very clear call. Pot is now $2,700. That's a lot of money to go into a nitrogen sports poker account because it's in Bitcoin. It's a Bitcoin-only site. That's a lot. You did a great job with the transition. <laughs> is that it? Is the ad over? Did we do the ad? I All feel right, like we so did it. Nitrogen 
is the sponsor. You can find their link in the description of this podcast. And something you can do once you sign up, which is super easy on Nitrogen, it's just a username and a password. It's the easiest sign up of anything I've ever signed up for online. Wow. It's true. But wow. Actually true. Powerful. It is powerful. Make sure you use that link. But once you do, you can play a survivor pool, an NFL survivor pool for free. So all you got to do is username, password, and now you can play an NFL survivor pool for free. Tell them what that means. What's an NFL survivor pool? An NFL survivor pool is where each week of the NFL season, you pick one team to win their game. If they win, you advance in the survivor pool. If they lose, you are out. You can only pick each team once, though, for the whole season. So be careful when you use those Patriots. You only get Tom Brady once. Um, whoever is left standing at the end of all of it gets all the money. And even though Grant's saying you can play for free, they put money in that free one as well. They put uh, a fifth of a Bitcoin, which these days is a little over $2,000 worth of Bitcoin. Who knows what it'll be by the time this NFL season is over. It could be a lot more or a lot less. These things are volatile. But there's also a whole bunch of different survivor pool buy-ins um, where it's like a dollar's worth of Bitcoin or $10 worth of Bitcoin, $100, all the way up to a Bitcoin, which is $10,000 if you're a high roller. Yep. So you can do it any way you want. Yep. It's fun. You should play it. And, yeah. you know, at the very least, you can play the free one. Why not free roll, right? You know, but exactly. if, you, if you do, use the link in the description. Please. Even if you're not <laughs> planning on playing in the future, which you should be. Yeah. If you use the link. It just ensures you future access to our Poker Guys tournaments that we have. Because if right. you don't use that link specifically, you won't even be able to see them in the poker lobby in Nitrogen, which is what we're all about. Yeah, and that's you know that's also really incredible value type stuff where there's massive overlays. Right, and, and we've talked about that plenty. So it's all about times. the survivor pools right now. Get in on those. Get Football. 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 All right, poker. Let's get back to the poker. I think you guys should not just re- give us reviews for the podcast. I want reviews for the ads. Like... I want the one-star review for the ad. They think they're comedians. <laughs> I, want five, I want at least 25 star reviews for the ad alone. Just like, they're, they're just like, I don't want to talk about the rest of the podcast. These are the greatest ads in podcasting. It's not impossible that we could release a best of nitrogen ads show. I mean, it would be really funny. It's weird that we're having this conversation after the ad we just did, because that was one of the bad. most perfunctory. It like, was really bad. Not, not, <laughs> su- not such a funny ad. It wasn't very yeah. good. Maybe that's why we're having the conversation. We need All right, to, like, let's have the conversation seven. about the hand okay. a little bit more. Kim Lim, Lexi Gavin. That's correct. Here we go. What's the turn going to be? I can't believe it. It's the five of diamonds. So oh. it was Jack, Jack, Queen with two diamonds on the yeah. flop. The check raised from Gavin with 10-8, called by King, Queen of Lim. Five of Diamonds is a card that Kim Lim really didn't want to see because no. she's like, well, I hope none of the draws come in. And bink, there's one of them. Yeah. So at this point, Lexi Gavin is really obligated to continue, right? Because like this has to be part of her plan. I have to rep any draw that comes in if it does. It seems crazy not to bet this, this card. Right, which is what's so cool about raising a hand like 10 of clubs on this flop. It has actual equity, although it's not great. It has backdoor equity, although it's not great. You can rep a jack if the draws don't come in. And if the draws do come in, you can rep the draws. Yep. I mean, it's, 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 it works in every way. Yeah. So she's going to do that. She bets 1300 it Seems terribly small. How Into much is 2700 It's pretty small. I don't know why she isn't betting a little bigger. Like, she just got her raise called. Like, yeah, I agree. I think if against the she was sizing range. bigger and Lim was a good player, she would mostly be out of the hand by now. You would expect, right? With king-queen. When the diamond comes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this would be the end of the hand if she sizes it big. Yeah. When like, it's 13, yeah, make it like 2,000. When like it's 1,300, you can think about it. Still, it's a real bad spot for king-queen. It's a real bad spot. And you could talk yourself into, why is it so little? Are you just trying to price me in here? Like, yeah. you're trying to steal a little extra money out of me? But like, well, but when you bet call king-queen on this flop, you're hoping they have a draw, right? 
and yeah. then the most obvious draw comes in. And you block most of the, the straight draws with the king in your hand, which isn't great. Obviously, 10-9 is there, but yeah. like king-10 is the other really obvious one, yeah. and you know you block it, so that's not great. And you but don't 1,300, have a, I think we kind of have to call it And you don't out. have a diamond. Honestly, when she bets 1,300, it's almost like she's repping that she has tripped jacks and is a little afraid of the diamond herself. Maybe. You know, maybe that's, that's almost how I would read it. And I might be sitting there thinking, like, do I have to bluff this now? Like, I block queens full. Do I have to turn this into a bluff? You know? Yeah, to try to get her off a of jack, you mean? Yeah, it seems, seems optimistic. It does. It does. I don't know. I feel like you could fold this. You could fold king-queen here, and it would you, be a perfectly fine thing. Not if you had the yeah. king of diamonds, but of Lim, Lim doesn't. Uh, you absolutely could fold this, for sure. Yeah. Because if you think about all the hands that we actually check, we, we bet call with, this is one of the weaker hands now, especially when the diamond comes. Yeah, absolutely. We were debating betting it even on the flop, right? Yeah. Yeah. That so, said, at least she's getting a fantastic price to call in I position. just really don't like that the diamond came. No. It's bad. I don't like it at all. I think I would fold. I think this is a fold. I, I know the sizing is like half pot, but still, I think I would fold. I think it really comes down to what we think about Lexi. Yeah, that's fair. If we think Lexi's just got all the draws, which apparently she might, then we probably can't fold on the diamond, even though it sucks because it's cheap. And we're hoping she doesn't bomb the river. I mean, what draws does she have left? She has 9, 10, king, 10, yeah. 10, uh, 10, 8, 9, 8, Ace, king, 9. Yeah, I guess if she has all of Ace those 10. and all of them unsuited too, I don't know if she does preflop. It's hard yeah. to know. I mean, I don't know. But if she has all of those, I guess we can call. But it's still quite uncomfortable. It's a bad spot. I mean, we don't think she has a queen very often. No. So it's trip not. jacks or a draw, and one and the most obvious draw with the most outs comes in, right? Yep. The, the easiest draw for her to have, really, that we don't block. We block I think I, unless I know something about Lexi Gavin, I'm yeah, folding here. That's pretty reasonable. Lim is not folding. Either she knows something about Lexi Gavin or she doesn't fold a lot, you know? Right. Who knows? So she calls. Okay. Pot is 5,300 now. Okay. River is the nine of spades. Wow. Lexi Gavin gets there. What a feeling. Makes her straight. She's like, you probably don't have diamonds, right? You probably don't have a full house. So the question, this is the question. Do you bet as Lexi Gavin here? I think we're supposed to bet. I think we're supposed to bet. We're trying to get called by ace, queen, and over pairs. And by the, by the way, ace, jack, king, jack. Yeah. Hands that just absolutely have to call us. We don't have to bet huge, yeah. but I think we absolutely have to bet. I can see where this is going, by the way. I feel like I know what's going to happen in this hand now. That, since you I said feel like you did, moves. too. Yeah. So Gavin is going to bet. Clearly, she's going to bet. She bets 2,100. Yes. Again, small defensive sizing. Lim, Lim moves Lim's, in. Yeah, Lim's going to pounce on that. Lim moves in for 12,000 effective. Lim's, Lim's like, okay, I'm losing, and I can't have that. All right, so let's, let's talk this about... This is cool. This, this is a cool play. This is, this is why I chose the hand. Yeah. This is why Ben Page suggested the hand. All the draws come in. Yep. All the draws come in. King 10 got there. 810 got there. Lexi Gavin happens to have 810. I mean, can you imagine being Lexi and you, you have Ace Jack here and all the draws come in and she moves in on you after yeah. calling the turn? I mean, like, what, what can you beat? I mean, can you imagine being her with 810? <laughs> Which is I mean, this is one pit better than Ace Jack. I know. Yeah. Right. It sucks. It, okay, so this is a cool move. And upon immediate inspection, it looks really good because of what Lexi has. Yeah. But is it good? Or is this just random spew? That's Big the question. question. Because, like, yeah, we know that Gavin has one of the worst of the super good made hands, but she could have much better hands than this. She, name, name the hands you're thinking of. Not flush, uh, full house. Those are mostly what I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, she doesn't have that many full houses, right? Like, it's hard to name that many. Full. She can have queen, jack, but we block it. Jack, nine. She can have jack, nine. Yeah. She may not check raise that every time. Jack with a weak kicker. She may not. 
I bet she does. I don't know. If she's check raising 10 8, she's check raising jack 9. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Um, but it's probably only jack 9 suited since she called the race pre. I mean, there was already a call out of the small blind. Right, but there's still the straddle act behind her. Yeah. She only had $25 in. I don't know that she's just going to call jack 9 off. Yeah, her. maybe not. Was it, wasn't it like 275? 175. One seventy five. Even so. She's not going to call 150. I mean, I don't know anything about her. Yeah, who knows? But I think most players aren't, most reasonable players aren't going to call Jack Nine. Mostly either. not. So, so now we're down to two combos of Jack Nine suited. Maybe one, depending on what suit the nine was. Um, you know, like so. That's not a big. There aren't very many full houses for her. So this is the main question from Lim's perspective as to if this is a good play or random spew. Is it going to like is Gavin's range weak enough for this to be a good play? Well, is, let me ask a slightly different question. Okay. It, let's pretend you're in the seat of Lexi Gavin. Okay. But you don't have 10, 10 8 here. You have the nut flush. Right. You bet this amount, hoping to get called by either heroed by an overpair or trip jacks or right, something right. like that. And the player moves in. Yeah, it's tough. It's still tough. It's right? tough. Like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I do know that you and I played a hand recently. It was a slightly different, it was a slightly different game, but still, we played a hand where you flop trip fives. Yeah. Not a set of fives, trip fives. And I ended up rivering a, a full house, very luckily, with an underpair. And, uh, and I raised, you bet, you bet twice the pot on the river. This is different part, I know, and I raised. But you like folded, almost, you folded really fast. You sure. folded like in less than a minute with a hand that's super strong, right? Yeah. Um, so like, what are you actually doing in real life here with the nut flush when, when she moves in on you after she calls your raise? She was the original raiser. She has queens full in her range for sure. She has queen jack. She has all that stuff. What yeah. are you doing? You also have the nut flush. She doesn't have the ace of diamonds in her hand. Well, this is, once again, going back to what I know about the player. Yes. If I know that Lim has moves, I'm going to use distribution and call with a nut flush. Right. If I don't think Lim has moves, I'm probably folding. Yeah. That's fair. Um, another thing we could ask ourselves as uh, Gavin, if we have the nut flush specifically, is because we're betting these super small, like almost defensive-looking amounts, are we inducing stuff here? Yeah. Which then forces us to call with more of our strength. And also, and the second question would be, is Kim Lim capable of raising worse flushes? Um, because, like, we bet small on the turn when the flush comes in and then small on the river, and it looks like we have trip jacks. And, like, maybe she's capable. Would she move in with the worst flushes? I don't know. Actually, that's an interesting question for Gavin's actual hand because yeah. the answer is the opposite for when you have the nut flush of what you want the answer to be, right? You want Lim to not be able to move in with worse flushes when you have the 10-8 because that limits her value range more. Right. But when you have the nut flush, you want her to be able to move in with those things because that increases her value range of hands that you can beat. I mean, one of the things you have to ask yourself as Lexi Gavin is, is Kim Lim even capable of bluffing here? We can see that she is. Yeah. But like a lot of players are not. Right. A lot of players just don't have this move in them, you know. Reasonable, a lot of reasonable players. All right, not, so not great players. So a lot of the great players. Without assuming anything about the players, just okay. assuming like these players are playing pretty high stakes. They're, let's assume they're pretty good. Yeah, sure. All right. So what would Kim Lim's range include? Um, I think it is nut flush for value, of course. Of course, nut flush, queen, 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 jack, jack nine suited. Yes, jack nine suited. What's the what's the river? The nine. Oh, what's the what's the turn? Sorry, the turn was a five of diamonds. Okay, so the five won't matter. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, it's a pretty thin value range. Maybe she can have the king high flush. Maybe, Maybe. because because the bets were so small. Maybe. But then I'd be worried with the king I flush of what am I getting called yeah, by when I, I, when I bomb, I when I bomb all in. Like, Probably not flush. She'd have to be one hell of, like I'd have to know Gavin's one hell of a hero to, to make a huge over bet. I think it's raise. probably nut flush and nut flush is questionable. Like some players are not going to move in with a nut right. flush. 
Right. Some players are well for the same problem, right? Like because now I'm trying to get called by at best the king high yeah. flush. Like the move in, it's hard to do that. I might raise smaller to try and because I'm targeting a particular range here. Right. So the value is easy to see. The bluffs are not, and the bluffs are. And I don't know if Lim is a player who's thinking about blockers or not, but in this hand, she happens to have a blocker to the full house. I hope with, she's thinking about that. With a queen, which makes it better. But is Lim capable of turning a jack into a bluff here? We have to ask ourselves. That's a great question. No idea. I mean, that, that's, a, that's the better full house blocker, right? Yeah, because against, say you had jack eight, so like jack eight suited, like not a great jack, yeah. and your limb. And so against Lexi Gavin's line, if Gavin has value, jack eight is no good. Right. right, and but all it, the draws. But it's came the in. best full house blocker, so yeah. maybe like, like Lexi doesn't have a full house very often because she doesn't have queen queen very often. And she doesn't have nine nine very often. I mean, queen jack is the is yeah, the but full we house. block that, which is right, good. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so because we can cap her range more easily, we can decide this is a great hand to bluff with, sure. even though it has some immediate value. Yeah, against her bluffs, but it's just a bluff catcher when you call, right? Absolutely, and it seems like a bad time to be bluff catching when all the draws come in. Yeah, like I think we should be folding or raising even a hand this strong, which right. sucks. Yeah, but it seems like I guess I guess because Lexi's betting so small on turn and river, maybe she can have bad jacks. But how bad are they going to be? Is she going to call jack seven suited in the big blind when we raise? I don't know that she. And that's is. a chop with jack eight, so you might as yeah. well try to. So let's get her off yeah. the chop anyway. Yeah, and if we can fold out straights and flushes, which maybe we really can. This suddenly sounds like a much better move to move in. Yeah. Like, the range that can actually call this is pretty tight. Now, the question then becomes, how high do the jacks go that Lim turns into a bluff? Is right. she just, is she mostly targeting straights and flushes, or is she also trying to get bigger jacks to fold? I mean, let's say we have ace-jack. As Lim. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have the ace of diamonds. So we're, hitting, we're sitting there like, okay, I don't block the nut flush. I do block full houses. All the draws came in. I am beating king-jack. I'm beating Jack 10, maybe Jack 8 suited, that's it, right? Yeah. But I can probably get all the straights to fold and probably get most, if not all, the flushes to fold. Maybe all the flushes to fold. And I have the best full house blocker there is. I think that's still a great play. I think so, too. I think we should be moving in with all our jacks here. Against a thoughtful player who can fold, who can fold the good hand. Right. Obviously, not against the people who are like, I call, I mean, I've seen it. Like, All right, so because... At least from our conclusion, we think having trip jacks is a good hand to turn into a bluff if yeah. you're Kim Lim. Does that make it too spewy to add a queen into the bluffing range? Even though it has it has a minor full house blocker, but it's not nearly as good. As Interesting it. question. Yeah. Huh. I'm wondering if we can get away with it because of the sizing that Gavin's been doing, where Gavin seems to be like really not thrilled about the board. Hmm. And so if, like, that weakness gives us a little bit more license to push with more hands because she's going to fold more hands. Yeah. If, like, her range just isn't very strong here. Maybe. I'm, one, I'm wondering. I don't know if that's legit or not, honestly. But it feels like, well, because we, we get to make it a lot. Like, she bets, what, 2100 20, 20, and we make it 12K. Right. I mean, that's a big raise. Huge raise, yeah. Um, so that's good. And we can do that with more hands because we've got more fold equity. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm on the border of if this is spewy or not. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. We have queen. We have king, queen. We don't have any diamonds in our hands at all. No. So we don't have the king of diamonds either. That's good, I guess. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's close. I mean, it could come down to understanding your opponent and sizing tells and live reads and stuff. And maybe maybe Kimlin has is, is picked up on something like that. 
I mean, here's another thing. It's maybe a maybe a question we didn't ask is should Lexi Gavin be betting this at all? I actually asked that question. What did, what did we answer? Uh, you said yes. I'm wondering. I'm, re, I'm rethinking about it now that all the draws come in. King 10 also comes in. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I mean, whatever. I guess we're targeting, like I said, overpairs and jacks, and we don't want them to check back, and they will. Right? All the worst hands are checking back. That's the problem. That's why we bet. Okay. Yeah. And all the better hands are not folding anyway, and they're betting if we check, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Never mind. I like a bet. I'm back to liking it. All right. Needed to get back to that. Okay. There, you're there. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if this move is spewy or not. I like the move with the jack. Ultimately, it does work. It does. Yeah, yeah. it would have to. Gavin Her folds. Her is way too weak for all the hands she can show but up. But this, this is a move that's like, uh, it's not hyper-instructive for everybody to, to listen to this move and be like, oh, that's something I should be doing because this is such an opponent-dependent thing. Like Jonathan earlier mentioned, like you have to really, I don't know who you were referencing, but I'll tell it's, you. it's true here that you have to really know your opponent. Like, so, if you're going to do this. I know I've told this story before. It's a great story. I'm going to tell it again. It's okay. perfect for this situation. So it was day two of the monster stack. It was late in day two on the monster stack. And there was this one kid at the table. This is like two years ago. Uh, sorry, the millionaire maker. Um, but, you know, we're already down to like 150 players left. Like, shit's getting, shit is real in the millionaire maker. And there's this one kid at the table who's just dominating the table. He is playing great. He's doing everything right. He's doing all this super advanced stuff. And I, I'm watching him just dominate the table. I'm like, wow, that kid is way better than all of us, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who this kid is, but wow. He's check raising the river all in. There's no way he's check raising too often, but everyone's just folding every time and it's super powerful. Anyway, uh, a hand develops where he opens and the old guy on my right calls and I don't want to get into all of it because it's going to take forever, but the fl- I will do this. The flop was king, 10, nine, and it's a, uh, it goes bet call. The old guy calls. The turn is a 10. It goes check, check. King 10, 9, 10. That can't be right. I'm sorry. It's not king 10, 9, 10. It's king 10. It's a queen on the turn. King, it's a queen on the turn. King 10, 9, queen. So now there's four to a straight. Um, the kid checks. The old guy bets. Yeah. The old guy's on the button. He bets. The kid calls. Mm-hmm. The river's a 10. Okay. So the board pairs. The kid checks. Yeah. The old guy bets. The kid moves in for a, so much. The old guy insta calls with jack 10. Doesn't even have the nut straight. Just insta straight. calls. Yeah. The kid is king nine, had blockers to the full house. Yeah. And almost pulls his hair out. He's so upset that the old guy can call and call so quickly and easily, not even think. The guy doesn't think about well, it. Well, he has blockers to the full house too, you know. But he's not thinking that, right? Because he, he calls so fast. <laughs> he just is like, oh, I have a straight. If you're going to call with any jack, jack 10 is actually the best it's jack a, to go. Great one to call with, yeah. for sure. But the point is... Maybe that, the old guy was thinking that. You don't know. No, no, no. Believe me, he was. And I was sitting right next okay. to him. Um, no, he threw in the... It was, it was really interesting. The kid says, I'm all in. And the guy just immediately picked up a chip and lightly tossed it in without a moment's hesitation. And yeah, and he didn't... It almost seemed like he didn't know what was going on. Like, he wasn't aware that he was supposed to fold if the board is paired or that he didn't have the best straight or any of that stuff. He's just aware, like, oh, I have a straight. So, of course, I call. And it would have... And he... Barely covered the kid, and the kid was out. And the kid, I mean, the, the, the old guy folds. The kid's going to dominate our table for the rest of the day and have a great chance to go super deep in this event. And instead, he's just gone. And it was like, yep, got to pick the right customer. That is the, clearly the wrong customer. And then the guy sat next to me, turned to me really quietly, and said, I have over a million chips. <laughs> this is how I know he wasn't thinking about these things. He just couldn't believe it. You know, yeah. Shocked. No, I believe that that guy wasn't thinking about it, but... I the piss, missing part from that story is Jack Ten is actually the best Jack to call yeah, with. Yeah, Jack Ten's a great Jack against a thinking player. That's yeah, the best Jack to call with. No question, it's better than King Jack actually. Um, sure, but like Ace Jack is a pretty good Jack to call with too. In that, like, if he's trying to get you off chops, 
you win sometimes, you know, because Ace Jack's Broadway. Um, but of course, you don't. Sorry, I meant I'm. You meant I meant Ace Jack. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's better than Ace Jack. Um, it okay. depends on your opponent and what they're moving in with. Against that kid. Against it's, that kid, it's better, yeah. Yeah, it's better than Ace um, Jack. So, yeah, the point of that story being, like, Lim has to know that Gavin is capable of understanding hand values. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm sitting there watching this old guy make this call, and I'm like, I think I would have folded Ace Jack to this, to this kid. And this guy's insta-calling with, like, not Ace Jack, and how about that, you know? He's just going with a better bluff catcher, actually. <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, yeah, so this is one of those things where you just have to pick your opponents correctly, and Lim did. Yeah. He did. I mean, she did. I was thinking about the old guy for a second. Sure. No, Very friendly did. old guy. Good for him. Yeah. You know, congratulations to the old guy and however much money he made that day. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, still, I, I'm still not sure about this move by Lim. I think Gavin did mess up the sizing kind of along the way. She's got a bit bigger on the turn. Um, if she's going to bet the river, she has... I mean, did she tank for a long time or did she fold pretty quickly? She fold pretty quick. Okay, she, so like, she, had a plan. she did like kind of a laugh fold thing. Yeah, she's like, like oh, oh, I'm always beat. This sucks. Yeah, and she's, actually... she pretty much is always beat, yeah. right? Um, but maybe against Lim, she isn't, actually. Maybe against Lim, she... But if you don't know that, you have to yeah. fold. Like, you have to learn this first and then you know to play differently against. Because most players are not capable of this play. Right. Especially at the 25-25 game, cash yeah. game level. Like, you're just not going to see that from most poker players. Like... It's a pretty easy fold. You're always beat. So uh, this is the only hand I've ever seen Kim Lim play. But whether or not she's good, it's really up in the air to me. I have no idea. But even if she's bad, I know she's tough to play against. Exactly. She yeah. makes your life hell. Yeah. But if you know this about her, you start calling a right. lot more. You know, um, you bet you bet small to induce on the river with this hand. And you're like, I hope it works out this time. There goes $14,000. Let's see what happens. You know. Yeah. Or you check and let her bomb away, and she beca- she had six thousand. You don't have to call fourteen, and you call kind right of thing because you know she's going to bomb away a lot because, you know, she's crazy. Yep, kind of a thing. But or she's just really good and tough and balanced, and sometimes she has it, sometimes she doesn't, and she isn't going to always bomb away, and it's hell. Well, yeah, you don't want to play against that. Like this is a board actually where, um, like if Lexi checks, Kim's going to check it back, right? Because Kim's got top pair, and she's going to be like, I don't know what to like. I doubt she's going to turn her hand into a bluff if she just has to bet a normal amount. Yeah, because then it's going to get called too often. Exactly. Like, yeah. you can't get King-10 to fold now, right, if, if she checks. Or maybe not even trip jacks. I don't know. Trip yeah. jacks are probably calling. They're going to hate it if you bet six bet pot. But yeah. They're probably calling. Probably. Use distribution and call. I don't know. Either way, I thought that was a pretty cool that thing to talk cool about. That was a cool hand. Good job, Ben Page, as usual. Ben Page.